Hi, you guys, and welcome back to the Morning Jots podcast. I am your host, Nikki, and I am super excited about this episode, you guys, for a lot of reasons. And lately, I've just been really lifting the mask and showing you guys who I really am and what I really like to talk about. And I used to be so afraid of being seen, terrified at what people might see and not like. And that fear, as you guys know, has really gone away over the past couple of months. And I'm bringing this up because our guest today is one of the people that has really guided me into feeling this way, who has helped make me believe in myself, my dreams, and my power. And with that being said, today we are joined by Anjana Iyer. If you don't know Anjana, I'm just going to give her a quick introduction and then you just feel free to share anything else about you that you feel called to. But Injana is an intuitive healer. I found her on TikTok. Oh my goodness. I don't even know how long ago now, but it was like her videos kept popping up and I pride myself on not following too much of tarot or psychic medium TikTok. But every single time her videos came on my screen, her words deeply resonated with me. She has been a guide for me for a while and probably didn't even know it. But if you don't follow her on TikTok, I highly recommend going there now. Her handle is at A-N-J-V-I-Y-E-R. And she has like over 58K followers, guys. Like she knows her stuff. She's extremely gifted and such <laughs> light. And again, I'm so excited to have you here and just grateful that you came on. And yeah, feel free to share anything else about yourself that you feel called to. Most definitely. Thank you for that introduction. That was so beautiful. And I'm truly honored to be on this podcast with you. And so the beautiful thing about this journey that I started on was that it's crazy how energy pulls like-minded souls together. And, you know, I had my awakening early on in my college journey and so it opened my eyes to a lot and so I noticed that you know my abilities to receive downloads from the universe started growing and I just felt this deep calling to start sharing it with the world and I just really didn't expect to create this huge community of souls that are light workers on this earth to you know help seed more of that divine feminine energy and that balance on this planet and it's just so inspiring and beautiful and it's been keeping me going. So yeah. Oh my God. No, it's been so inspiring to see you and how many people you touch. And like you said, it's crazy how we all just like kind of come into this collective without even having to know each other. And I feel like that just really oh, yeah. gives so much light to how connected we are on like the non-physical level, like probably more ways on the non-physical than even in the physical, you know, like, oh, I yeah. like our energy just like hits each other. And what you've been doing on your TikTok is so beautiful. I feel like you've probably helped so many people on their journeys because as you probably know the spiritual awakening journey is so isolating and like lonely oh yeah it most definitely is and I think that it's something that you know most people as empathic souls who encounter that journey it can be so overwhelming because you know our natural state is to want to isolate especially with technology and Mm. wanting to you know alchemize or transmute the emotions we're feeling because when we experience that awakening it's like the noise becomes so loud that we need to sort of retreat into this hermit mode or the shell so that we can make sense of our reality transform and then come out rebirthed yeah and that is like the hardest thing so like if you're listening to this and you're in the midst of your spiritual awakening you haven't been there yet like just know that the hermit mode and isolating yourself like that's okay but there's also a time when you kind of have to like Oh, yeah. Come into the world again, you know, because I feel like we don't want to keep, you know, the world as we know it 
already like is in the illusion of like separateness that we're all separate and not connected so it's like coming back into the world realizing we are connected and we are one and we should support each other not only each other but the planet and all that good stuff but like you said I really I feel like I want to start this conversation and just jump Mm -hmm. in with your spiritual awakening journey like when did that first real awakening happen for you and was there like a catalyst to the awakening Yeah, definitely. Looking back at it now, I can see that like my soul was prepping for this awakening my whole life. And I think that's a beautiful part of it. Um, Yeah, we can get into that later, like talking about the higher self and everything, because I think that's so beautiful. But yeah, so for me, my awakening happened early quarantine. This sort of catalyzed that for me. And I'm sure, you know, you experience a similar Mm -hmm. experience of sorts. And I think that there was this awakening that was happening at a larger scale for a lot of people during this time. And so that was really beautiful. You know, what really catalyzes awakenings, I feel is this level of pain or this certain certain experiences we have in our life that don't align with our greater soul, like our expansive soul and like the sovereignty that we each hold as individuals. And so when that triggers us to question our beliefs and ourself that pain that's the catalyst that triggers it that makes us you know question our reality and everything we're living in and I think that's so beautiful because when you surrender to that you also learn that your ego mind was a big part of that the inner critic we built up that was created by a result of the surroundings we were in you know the people in our life and so when we awaken to all of that we sort of reclaim our power back. And I think that is so beautiful. We realize that we're actually creators and we reclaim that power. I know there's a lot in that, but it's <laughs> it's crazy. No, yeah. I love it. I love all of that. There's so much truth to it. And I think I've heard this discussion between so many people before. It's like, do you think yeah. people have to hit a rock bottom before they awaken? And a huge part of me almost believes that you do, right? Like yeah. you said, it's that pain that's the catalyst. For me, it's funny because like you said, I think a lot of people's awakening came during quarantine, COVID, all that stuff, like two years ago. And that was definitely me. But what's crazy is that I moved away from my home state for the first time during that time and also Mm -hmm. got incredibly sick. And so like that chronic illness was my awakening because I was like questioned everything about the world, like didn't know up from down, didn't know who I was really. Like it was just like this first time that I was like, wait, what? What even is life? Like, what do I believe these things? So it's yeah, it's definitely these rock bottom moments, which is kind of unfortunate, but you're like, you're so right. It's beautiful, too. Right. Because I think it's because like our wounds are where the light comes in, you know, exactly, exactly. And I and I truly feel that like, until we reach that moment, we're not truly ready to surrender and realize, you know, the beauty of how connected we are and how cosmic this universe is and how it's always guiding us. which is crazy yeah because before that we feel as though you know we have to control aspects of our lives that we are in control and so we don't surrender almost and let space for that light to enter and to question our reality our beliefs you know negative self-talk just everything that wasn't working in our current reality and so yeah yeah and I think like what you were just saying it's like almost like before you 
enter that spiritual awakening because everything we've been taught about emotions is like if you're crying oh yeah parents are like stop crying or like whatever and so it's like we don't really even know how to handle emotions so it's like yeah place where you're like wait I'm supposed to feel my feelings like I'm supposed to cry I'm supposed to be angry I feel like that's when things start to shift because up until we have that awakening it's like all these emotions are being just like stored in the body and there's I feel like our bodies can only take for me my body could only take so much before I literally got physically ill before wow. I this awakening you know so yeah. like, feel the feelings <laughs> yeah I, I I really love how you said that that as a society you know we're not sort of taught how to handle our emotions and our emotions stem from our divine feminine energy so as a collective there's this resurgence of divine feminine energy that was suppressed and so to bring it into balance you know the masculine feminine energies and so i think it's truly beautiful that you know each of us as light workers as we're activated to that through our awakening you know we by sharing our light and our journey and just being vulnerable and yeah like connected to one another are bringing in that greater balance yeah and I want to ask you so during your spiritual awakening and I know this doesn't happen Mm -hmm. for everybody but was your spiritual Mm -hmm. awakening in that time like did you also have your dark night of the soul yeah I would say my dark night of the soul was like right before my spiritual awakening which makes a lot of sense was it the same for you it was like I think it was almost simultaneous and then like throughout yeah in the beginning because when I got really sick like it was not just like a, a week long or two week long sick yeah. like I'm still healing and this was like two wow. weeks of like healing from a chronic illness wow. and so I think the hardest part was when it first happened because like I lived this whole life you know I was like probably 24 when I got sick so having lived up all those years being so healthy and like not having any issues to having so many issues I was just didn't know how to live in that new state or like even cope with having a chronic illness so it really lasted for like a year for me and that was like the hardest year of my life like it was like death rebirth death rebirth like that became my comfort zone was death and rebirth of just yeah so many things so yeah my dark night of the soul was definitely (laughs) very long-winded and um yeah, I just that, I feel like for those who um are listening and you're like, what what is the dark night of the soul? <laughs> it's kind of like this initiation, right? It's like a very, very painful one. It's like an initiation that's taking you from like one phase of life into another. And like I was saying, it's like a death and rebirth, which yeah. I think happens like multiple times throughout your life, but it's like a death unlike any other during that dark night of the soul. And I think, you know, Eckhart Tolle says it best, but it's a death, but what dies is the egoic sense of self, which is what you were kind of talking about. You know, mm-hmm. it's like everything that we gave meaning to, we kind of like yeah. question and it like collapses. And it's just, yeah, it's it's a it's a dark path, but it's also pushing you onto that path of alignment. Most definitely, most definitely. And I think before my awakening, it's like, like you were saying, I was accumulating all of that pain and that discongruency, that discrepancy that was built by sort of listening to the matrix and like working as how society wants us to function. And it wasn't working. And I'm sure your chronic illness sort of reflected that from within to you. And so that must have been such an intense and transformative journey. And yeah, I'm proud of you for, you know, taking that and 
making it out here and being a light for so many others. But you know what? It's your videos. I'm not <laughs> like I, when I really? was in my dark night of the soul, like I would just like be sitting there like scrolling to because some days like I would spend like weeks. I was on my floor just laying down with heating pads all over my body because I was in wow. so much pain. And so some of those times when I would just be laying there, like I could scroll on TikTok and your videos would come up and they were just so wow. inspiring. And they like made me believe that I was going to get better and like take back my power and you talking about the divine feminine and like all these things I was like I feel like you were speaking to my soul like you were like <laughs> guide for me which was so beautiful and I'm so wow. grateful for that. thank you for sharing that because I think I'm still sort of opening my heart to that how divinely guided everything was on the universe mm -hmm. and you know when I started doing it I just did it for myself and then I started to realize it was like this greater divine alignment and divine timing at play and it's it's still wondrous opening my eyes to how I've been able to guide people. And I think a big part of that journey has been realizing for me that, you know, a lot of the messages I share, I channel from my higher self. So it's like when I look back and listen to it, it's like, yeah, it feels like a different sort of version of me, this higher self coming through. And it's truly magical. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. I was going to ask you about that too. Like when you are making those videos, I was going to ask, are you channeling? Yeah. And then I also wanted to ask like, what intuitive gifts do you have? Would you say like you're clairaudient, clairsentient? Like yeah. what do you, what do you, what would you say? Yeah. So the crazy thing is I believe that each of us have, as souls have the ability to be, we are each deeply intuitive. We have all the gifts intrinsically. It's about um, removing all the blockages, unlearning, even just like past life trauma and karma that we've carried on with us. And as we do, we'll step deeper into our gifts. And I think when I first started on my journey, I questioned myself a lot, you know, whether that was really me channeling or yeah, what it was, because I'm sure like, because we're not sort of educated on like, you know, how to tap into our intuitive gifts, what it is. There's so many like labels for illnesses and things that make yeah, that's a whole other <laughs> topic. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that for me right now, um, I'm learning to tap deeper into my claircognizance, but I would say I've always been an intuitive soul, deeply empathic and yeah, able to tap into other people's energies, connect with that. So yeah, I'm not labeling it right now, but I, I truly think it's such a beautiful journey to like continue tapping into and deepening your gifts, which each one of us has access to. Yeah. And for people who are listening and maybe don't know, do you want to explain what the different clairs are? Oh, yeah, most definitely. So claircognizance is receiving downloads from the universe. And I like to think of it as, you know, your higher self or your spiritual guides. And, you know, each one of us has sort of an oversoul or this higher self that is guiding us on another dimension from another dimension. And one of the ways you can connect with your higher self is through meditation through achieving a creative flow whether that be you know yoga when you're working out and when you're at that space where you open that channel through your divine feminine and so I think that's beautiful and so yeah claircognizance claircognizance is receiving those downloads from the universe from this quantum space and it can even be like intuitive feelings that you receive in your body you know a message that pops into your head an inspiring one whatever it may be it's always most definitely going to be something inspiring and futuristic. And it might make you question yourself a little because, you know, you're the bearer of that news, but you received it for a reason to act on it. 
So that's beautiful. And so, yeah, the other ones are clairsentience, which is your ability to feel. And this one was a crazy one because I don't know if you're someone who, you know, was empathic for like nearly your whole life. Yeah. Probably. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so as individuals, we question this, like, I know that I thought I was insane because, you know, going to school in elementary school, middle school, high school, I just never fit in because I was such a deeply sensitive, empathic soul. And I didn't realize how much of a gift this was until, you know, my awakening. Yeah. Yeah, Because, you know, on the other end of that, you feel into other people's energy so deeply that sometimes you feel like you're responsible for dealing with that. Mm -hmm. And so that's a big part of it. Reclaiming your energetic sovereignty back by setting those energetic boundaries so that you can utilize your gifts in a powerful way yeah before we go on to the other ones like I have yeah that one has been so big for me and so yeah I I actually have a twin sister too right so wow I think that really strengthened that because we could feel each other a lot you know and then it just felt like I felt crazy when I was younger I was like do you guys not feel that like if we were like in a big room and like the energy was off and like everybody was like felt like it was like oblivious to it and I'm like this is painful like in my body and like even I live with my boyfriend now. And so like, even when he, mm-hmm. his attitude just changes like this much, I'm like, what's wrong? <laughs> I, you know, I'm like, I can feel it so yeah. yeah. Every day he's like, I can't hide it anymore. Like I can't hide anything. And I'm like, because I have really honed in on like what I'm feeling and like discerning what's mine and what somebody else's, you know? And I feel like that was a hard yeah. journey for so long. So I'm like taking on the weight of the world, but it wasn't mine to take on. Yeah. Wow. I, I truly, yeah, that's that's so powerful because I think that as empathic souls, we literally do take on the weight of the world. Like we start absorbing it and taking it on until it like gets too much and we're so blocked up and our awakening happens and we release it all and we have to learn. It's a constant lifelong process. But as you progress on that journey, you'll see how much better you get at handling that energy and reclaiming that energetic sovereignty back yeah, yeah. it's definitely something I'm still working on like to be honest like, oh I don't yeah have, like, a whole grip on it like oh, sometimes yeah. I really just like let oh, up yeah. people's frequency absorb into me but of course it's just like uh cleansing my energy like daily is something I like try to do and then I'm like yeah and then it's one of those things where you get in your head and you're like, am I doing it enough? Like, have I cleansed enough? Like all that type of thing. So I still am definitely navigating that whole journey because I really just started owning it that I feel like I have like the gifts, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So it's just yeah. Been- <laughs> yeah, that was, it was surprisingly enough, that was quite recent for me too, you know, claiming that like owning that I have those abilities and gifts, which yeah, is, is really empowering and is that catalyst to really developing and owning responsibility for it so that you like feel like you can grow them because a lot of the time we're just at that phase where we're trying to handle our surroundings you know manage it by sort of you know giving into the energies that's that dysregulated state that we're in that we were talking about and so I'm really glad that you mentioned energy cleansing because this is a journey that I've just begun as well or like recently and it's been quite transformative I think something that is so important and like you mentioned I can't state enough is how important it is for empathic souls 
to cleanse their energy daily. It's insane because I think I went a day without doing yoga and I felt the energy blocking like parts of me and like those negative thoughts coming in because as empathic souls, we, you know, we're constantly sort of working to raise our consciousness, our frequency, our vibration so that we may guide each other and other people on this path. And so it's truly a daily practice of cleansing your energy and reconnecting with those higher frequencies. And it's definitely important to not be critical or hard on yourself. And this is something I'm still learning oh, because, you know, yeah, when we do that, when we're, yeah, when we get down on ourselves, you know, we find that we break the practice, but it's truly, you know, a process of witnessing your inner critic, becoming aware of it, and then, you know, giving it the compassion that you may not have received, you know, from a parental figure and being that inner parent for yourself. Yeah. yeah. I, just for anyone listening, like I even think this is one of the hardest parts of the journey is like being oh, yeah. to that inner voice, you know, it's oh, just, yeah. it's so hard sometimes. And some days yeah. it feels like it's easier than others. You're like, wow, I'm just flying high. And then some days it feels heavy and like death, yeah. like you can't get out of your head. So just know that whatever day you're on, just give yourself grace because even if it's a hard day and you feel like you can't get out of your head, like it will end and you will. It's just constantly coming back to like com- being compassionate with yourself, like she was saying. And I think other ways you can cleanse your energy too. Like I take a night shower just to wash the energies off. Like I do it every night just to like yes. get whatever is not. And then like literally saying to myself, in the shower, I call my energy back cleansed and charged and just like letting that be what it is. And I think that's when I get in my head sometimes I'm like, was that enough? Like, (laughs) is their energy gone? Or like using um, sage or Palo Santo, whatever it is. And just like really sitting deeply in that because it, it actually really matters. And I don't think for a long time, I realized how much it did matter to cleanse our energy. But it, like you said, like you notice when you don't do it for a day, you're like, oh, this doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and the issue is, you know, when you sort of are in that phase where you're in that energy for like two weeks, it feels sort of like a depressive episode. But it's truly just that we've taken on so much energy from around us that we're in that dysregulated state. Yeah. which which is insane to realize because looking back at it I've done that so many times and so I continue yeah. so I completely yeah. understand yeah. yeah so wait which two did we not talk about yet I think clairvoyance and clairaudient I think we didn't talk about so do you want to go yep. talk on those? yeah most definitely and so clairaudience is the ability to receive messages through the form of noises or sounds and the thing about this is it can be a frequency it can be like a ringing in your ear it can be words spoken to you by your higher self or your guides and it's truly up to you to define but it has to do with the ability to be audience and to hear sounds and noises and the thing about this is i found that you know you sort of have to create what that means to you for example you know in the past i've heard a ringing in my right ear when something important happened and so when you connect to yourself within and realize sort of you know you can tap into that ability with your clairsentience I like to put them hand in hand because you know when you receive that ringing it's like there's something happening in your environment that your guides are trying to you know bring your awareness to whether it's good or bad and so I think that's really beautiful clairaudience and yeah so it's all about the ability to receive messages through the 
through the form of like hearing it from them, noises, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then the last one is clairvoyance. Yeah. Clairvoyance. This is an interesting one because mm-hmm. I feel like this is the one that everyone's, that's a little more complex. I feel personally, and this is the one a lot of us have a little more resistance to because of past life conditioning, karmic energies, just this fear. Because with clairvoyance, it's such a heavy gift to carry mm-hmm. that you have to really get good at, you know, creating those energetic boundaries for yourself first. And so this is a journey I'm still on. And so your soul will reveal that gift to you when you're ready for it. So I think that's truly the beautiful part of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like for everybody listening, like you, I, I truly believe we all have all of them, right? Like, yeah. and like some people may say, I'm just th- clear this and clear that, but that's yeah. just because they haven't like tapped in. Or like you said, they're just not ready for that next phase of like yeah. our next gift. And so, yeah, because every time somebody asks me, I'm like, I hear things I have ringing in my ear. I have knowings, I have feelings. So it's like, I, I definitely, but again, it's like owning it and not like thinking that yeah. you're making it up or that you're crazy. And just like, you know, there's was, so, there was a, such a long period where I was like, I felt like I was just having downloads and I'm like, is that just me? Is that just me? Like just talking in my head. But then I was like, no, like, it's really like a higher self because it's always this calm, like soothing voice it's not like out of fear it's not out of whatever so it's just like owning that that's what it is you know definitely owning it is such an important part of it because we can make ourselves go crazy doubting ourselves but it's it's a process you have to learn for yourself and I think it's truly beautiful when you come to that place where you can recognize that voice and embrace it because I think society has to suppress a lot of things and doubt ourselves and so reclaiming that is powerful yeah you know I was I forgot what I was listening to the other day but it kind of just reminded me when you were saying that but it's like I feel like we as a society have just not claimed or like not even come even close to loving ourselves as much as we should right (laughs) out of like this fear that we're going to be narcissists or whatever but it's like we we don't need I don't know shame ourselves or whatever it is when we just ha- you know we really need to strengthen that relationship with ourselves because that's so important right like self importance is a huge part of the spiritual yeah, journey so most did, definitely did you have Sorry. like a, um oh it's totally okay did you have a point where you felt like you didn't love yourself too much and you had to like kind of work through it and what was that like yeah I will say I'm still on that journey it's definitely yeah. a lifelong journey and. I think the biggest thing I'm realizing on that process was giving myself that space when I needed it because I, w- I was someone who was always there for other people and this made me disconnect from myself even more, whether that was family, friends. And so, yeah. And it, the crazy thing is, you know, we attract mirrors and triggers into our life of yeah. people who reflect unconscious woundings within ourselves that we haven't fully healed or integrated so the universe is constantly working with us not against us for us and it's yeah and it's been I definitely teeter in and out of that perspective you know when something bad's happening to me but I think that's the beauty of being a human we get to experience every sort of vibration and frequency and it's up to our abilities as a creator to tap into that and we have access to all of it so that's truly beautiful but yeah like I was saying earlier um Yeah, giving myself space was definitely the first thing I needed in order to make sense of and own the things I was feeling because a lot of the time that noise can cloud in and 
The second part of that was finding individual like creators, light workers, people on their journey. And so I think I was someone who always sort of had a bit of that connection. Like I would, I watched tarot readings like a few years before mm -hmm. I sort of got into that myself. And so, yeah, I think that having creators and guides who have been on that journey before you to help support you through that process is so important. And I'm realizing that because I'm someone who doesn't like to ask for help. <laughs> and once you hit a certain point of your journey, you realize that you need that help. Otherwise, you know, yeah, it's just a part of life opening why. up to the energy. Yeah, I don't know why we've like grown up thinking we have to do everything by yeah. ourselves, you know, like we can't receive yeah. help. And I think that's been, you know, because I do think a lot of the work we have to do is by ourselves, but yeah, everything has to be alone. You know, it's okay to like yeah. help. It's okay to receive energy healing. Like, yeah don't think that's like stressed enough on our society where we feel like we have to rely on all of our own personal strength and not let a oh, little yeah. other people in or the universe in and I don't know it's just it's definitely I know what you mean it, it's definitely a lifelong journey I've always talked about this and I've said it multiple times but like self-love is more about the journey right than the destination because we are constantly evolving and so I think self-love then just has to be a commitment to loving each and every single version of yourself that you evolve into versus being like I'm going to get to this pinnacle point where yeah. I'm freaking awesome because I don't think any of us are really ever going to get there definitely and you know that made me realize what you just said that this journey is what we have to cherish because on that healing journey, that's where we alchemize that pain into something beautiful, whether that be through writing, through channeling, through creating something. And those are milestones on our healing journey that how we create self-love and tap into that deeper through alchemizing that pain. And that that's why it's our healing journey is one of the most profound and beautiful ones in our life. Like you were saying, it's truly the journey not the destination because along that process you create this life for yourself that is so beautiful yeah oh and that just reminded me too so I I heard you talking on I think your like first podcast and you were saying that you manifested your following and I feel like manifestation is just like a hot buzzword but I really want to <laughs> dive into the journey of how you manifested your TikTok following yeah yeah I will say, um, I think a part of it was something that was placed for me by my higher self. Do you ever know, like, you know, those moments you have in your life where it's like, it felt like it was divinely orchestrated. That's a big part of it. Yeah. But yeah. And an even bigger part of it is your intention and your energy. Because, you know, on this earth, everything vibrates at an energy or frequency and our emotions, our what we speak into the universe, our internal dialogue, it all sort of contributes to that. So that's the biggest thing I'm realizing right now is that we have the ability to literally like quantum shift into different timelines based off of like choosing to cultivate that energy in our life. Intrinsically, each one of us is a powerful master manifester. We are. And to tap into this ability is to believe and, you know, lean on that energy of gratitude, grace, and faith, and intention. Whether that's, you know, saying affirmations. What worked for me in that moment was, you know, writing it down in a journal so that I could see it in physical manifestation, in the physical. And so what I just, I sort of wrote down that I wanted to sort of manifest a platform where I could 
share, you know, a lot of my woundings, like my dark night of the soul, my awakening and guide other people along that journey. And what you have to do though, is dig deep into your heart. And when, when you write it down, it has to feel so soul aligned to you. And so sinking into that emotion and that energy and just feeling gratitude for it, that it's already yours and it's happening in your highest timeline and for the good of humanity is so powerful. And so I think that's how I manifested it partially and then letting go of expectations because that's another big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel like you yeah. hit on it because I think, you know, what also is something that I have been thinking on too that is extremely interesting and not talked about a lot is that you know forgiveness too is also actually a powerful manifesting tool and I share this because there's so much out there on how to manifest and what's the wrong way and what's the right way and there's all so many TikTok videos like just go on yeah. manifesting TikTok it's insane yeah I think it I think it truly comes down to like what you said and also knowing like your manifesting type like if with, with your human design like are you a yep. specific manifester are you non-specific and also just using the tools like you said like so simple but effective like compassion gratitude forgiveness is a huge one because those are powerful emotions that facilitate joy in our now but also release us from the chains of our past. And I think that's really big too, because those past woundings, whatever it is, can be big limitations in life now in the present. And these practices too, that we were talking about also facilitate like your inner peace and just allow you to have this deep sense of wholeness. And I think that's like a huge part is like feeling whole now without yeah. manifestation coming in to like complete you or like make you feel worthy because yes, yeah, I just feel like yeah, you know, like there's just you have to feel whole now and like great yeah. for your current life. Most definitely. And I think that that's the most powerful part of it is knowing that you as you are in this present moment is worthy of becoming that person you dream of being. And a huge part of that process is that whatever wounds you may have, you know, imperfections that are truly beautiful are going to be the contributors to your success. Because as souls, we alchemize that. And that's a part of our journey on this earth. Because if we didn't have anything we needed to heal or work on, then, you know, life would be a straight line. Yeah. It wouldn't. Yeah. So I think that that's, yeah, that's definitely a big part of it. Yeah. And I think even too, just like exploring your deepest intuitive knowledge about yourself and your desires for your future. Yeah you know, important piece too, because I think a lot of times, like we don't, it wasn't even for me until I took a big break from my phone and just until I realized what I actually wanted, you know, because we are, we are so used to scrolling through people's lives and seeing the success of others that we kind of think that, oh, yeah. that's what I should want. That's what I should want. And I talk about this a lot too, because it's like, what do you actually want? Because your version of happiness, success, whatever is going to look so different from mine and then from somebody else's. So I think it's really just understanding what you desire for your future and not, you know, what other people have or whatever. And you hear this all the time and you kind of spoke on this too. And it's just like, you attract who you are, not what you want. So it's about being on that vibrational level. It's about, you know, you can want things all day long, but if you're not vibrating on that same level, like the car, the relationship, the whatever you want, isn't just going to like fall into your lap. And I think that's where a yeah. lot of people get stuck is because they think, oh, if I just sit here and want and hope and crave this thing to come into my life, it's going to come into my life. But if you also have these 
beliefs in your subconscious that you're not worthy, that whatever, you know, like it's not just going to come to you. And I think there's ways to kind of like trick your subconscious into like rewiring itself, like at like changing your uh, negative self-talk. And instead of being like, oh, I hate the way I look, whatever, just be like, why am I so beautiful? Why am I so kind and caring? And just like kind of yeah. say things to yourself so that you could, you know, the law of resonance, you know, you, what you see yeah. you have to become. And so it's just like changing the way you think about yourself too is a big piece. Most definitely, most definitely. And I will say that, um, you know, what really helped me manifest my platform was taking that inspired action that was planted in me as a seed from feeling into the energy of my manifestation. And so that's the big important part of it. Like you just explained to when that seed is planted within you, when you feel into that energy, then you have to give yourself the permission to embody that energy in your life. And so at that point in my life, you know, I was in my dark night of the soul, but I didn't allow the expectation, the weight of the world to bog down on me. And I look back, looking back at it, I feel like, you know, my platform coming in was concealed from me. It's probably concealed from all of us because when we choose to do it for ourselves at our very core, that's when our manifesting abilities work in full power, when we do it from a heart and soul aligned place. And so I think that's when, yeah, you step into your greatest manifesting power. And so like you were saying, utilizing all those tools to see what kind of how your energy works uniquely for you because we each have unique gifts that we and like a unique energetic makeup that we came in with in this lifetime for a reason so when you understand that and embrace that it's it's amazing what you can do for yourself and yeah so like really tapping into that heart aligned soul aligned place is something like you were saying that you have to do by really questioning yourself and asking yourself is this what i want or is this what something else someone else once because that's what happens when a lot of the times we run into those roadblocks where we're like oh yeah like I want to be this person but it's not coming to me you know we run into those walls where we feel like oh yeah why is this not happening for me is it because I'm not worthy is it because of this but no you just have to go in and question yourself deeper is this truly what my soul wants for example like a lot of us you know want to be famous or successful and the energy of fame on one side I've realized really links to an energy of freedom of being able to be free to you know travel the world stand in your authentic self-expression and being able to embody that but the other side of fame the fame we see on tv and all of that is there's a big restriction on the back end and there's a lot of places where people aren't actually free you know whether it's tied to contracts different things that we don't see so that's why I feel like Sometimes fame can be misconstrued. And so it all really goes down to questioning the energy of what it is that you want, going down to the core of that energy, and then trying to manifest the energy for yourself. And then beautiful things will come about in your life. Yeah, I I totally believe that in my heart and soul is that you just have to know deeply what you want and like, take the time and space to sit with yourself to get to know yourself. Because even if you're like, Oh, I just can't figure out like what I want. Like that just means you need to take more time and space to like sit in your own place, you know, because I think we have so much distraction in our day to day lives, whether it is our phones, our TV, Netflix, books and podcasts, you know, like even if it's like an educational or spiritual podcast, like 
you still need to take breaks to sit by yourself. And I feel like that's a piece a lot of people are missing when it comes into like the self-help or self-growth, self-expansion space is that they're like learning, learning, learning all this knowledge. But it's like, what are you actually doing with? Yeah. It's like what Tony Robbins all always says. He's like, knowledge isn't power. It's what you do with that knowledge is the power. And so I think really just one, taking time and space to sit by yourself learning who you are, learning what you like, learning what you don't like, all of these things, but then also all of these tools, all these podcasts, all these people that you're listening to, like, what are you actually doing with those tools? Are you just like letting them sit there and being like, oh, I know what they are, but I'm not using them. And yeah, I just think it's a deep self-reflection, right? Definitely. Self-reflection lies at the very core of it. And I think that when you first step into that journey, after your dark night of the soul or during it, it can be so overwhelming because you're seeing yourself for the first time with your wounds, with everything that you picked up. And it requires you to be so courageous and so accepting of everything that you've picked up and to know that, you know, hold that compassion for yourself to be able to explore that. Because a lot of the time we don't allow ourselves to explore it because we put a label onto it. Oh, like what I'm feeling is bad. What yeah. And so we don't allow ourselves to unpack it and get to the core of it. And I think a lot of that is inner child healing. And so a part of that self-reflection is inner child healing. Going back to points in your childhood in your life where you picked up that very conditioning from its core. And, you know, being able to identify that and realize that and then set your soul free and really integrate that past version of yourself and forgive it, like you were saying. Yes, I'm so, so happy you brought that up because inner child healing is like huge. And I don't even think I realized how big it was when I like first started. But then I'm like, why do I even believe these things about myself that I do? Like, where did this come from? And when you really like think back into it and when I would work with energy healers who could like kind of tap into my younger self too, that was Mm -hmm. always so interesting. And like, even um, I did this one it was like Reiki on crack. Like I was doing like 45 minutes of breath work while she was also doing Reiki. And like, anyways, but what came up during that time was like, I saw something that I repressed and completely forgotten about as a child that had to do with a lot of like my health anxiety. And I was like, oh my God, this like makes such perfect sense as to why I'm having such a hard journey with my health. And I, I totally believe in inner child healing. And I think it looks different and there's so many things you could do to heal your inner child right like you can play you can just like kind of try to remember what you used to love to do when you were a kid and like incorporate that into your life and something really powerful that I did with one of my energy healers was just because I'm somebody who self-abandons a lot like I, oh yeah yeah I feel like a lot of us probably self-abandon <laughs> but like I definitely do and so she had me like she walked me through this thing where it was like I was standing and then imagining my younger self with her back against my legs. And we were kind of just speaking to all like the important people in my life and being like, listen, I love you, but like, I have to do what's best for me. And like, I can't let your, your thoughts, your judgments take or be a part of my life anymore. Like I have to do what's best for me. And just like talking and like having my younger self, like witnessing every person in my life who's kind of like hurt me or shut me down that type of thing and it was so powerful and I feel like we could do such great things when we actually work with that inner child most definitely and I think that what you said really brought something up for me which is that our life is an upward spiral it's a constant upward spiral and so is our healing journey but along that spiral we dive deeper into our shadows it's like each time you hit a new level you unlock that much more of your shadow. And so that's a part of it. 
this journey is not a linear one, but it's a profound and beautiful one. And so you have to realize that sometimes, you know, before you break through that ceiling and hit that next level, more fears, anxieties, and worries are going to arise. And this is a natural part of your soul's evolution and your soul's growth. Like I'm, yeah, and you'll go through multiple awakenings in your lifetime. And I think that that's the beautiful part of it, where your soul seeks for that expansion and that growth. Yeah, that reminded me too. I think I spoke about this too on my podcast because I was yeah. really having that journey of like, it's like you think you healed from something, but then your shadow just learned how to morph into like something else. And then it yeah. a whole other layer. And so, but I love that stuff too, right? Like I love the juiciness of the shadow yeah. and like talking about it and sharing about yeah. it because they can be very, I mean, it's our deepest wounds, insecurities, fears, all these things coming up in our shadow, but it's every time I go dark, I feel myself coming back 10 times lighter. Yeah, of course. And so that's that's so beautiful. I love that you completely like allow yourself to surrender and embrace that process almost because oh God, it can so be hard. so scary. Yeah, It's so hard. It's so hard. It can be so scary when we're at that place. But what I've realized is that right after you hit your bottom or when it's the loudest, that's, you know, a signal that you're, new reality that level up is around the corner because it's coming up for it to be cleared you're allowing it to bubble up and that's powerful instead of suppressing it you're allowing it to come up and so that's like your reality asking you to address it and you know heal it and however in whatever way you do and i think the important thing to remember is that everything happens in divine timing so i think we have this fear that you know like what if i don't work through this fast enough like will i receive that next level yeah you, right? you just you just like <laughs> blew my mind because this is how I've been feeling I'm like oh my yeah. god why am I still like struggling with this like why am I ever gonna heal this like why am I doing it fast I literally this has been like in my headspace for like the past two days because I'm like why is this still coming up like I totally understand what you're saying when you mean that because like oh yeah that has been yeah. so hard for me the past two days I'm like yeah so true it is divine timing and there's so in so many ways I know that but when you're in that like stickiness of it like you feel like you can't see anymore yeah yeah and there's something they want you to take out of that stickiness whether it's like a creation they want you to birth and that's the biggest thing I've realized that when I was in that stickiness I always had the opportunity to alchemize that pain into something in that moment and I think that's something that we all can keep in mind whether that's literally just dancing to music and expressing that raw energy you know painting writing it whatever your soul is calling you to do that's what you can help you shift out of that energy and know that everything is in divine timing so whatever you're feeling in this moment is for a reason if you're stuck on something it's for a reason because your higher self is guiding you in that exact moment and when you look back at your life you you, you'll notice yeah and when you look back at your life you'll notice that everything is so divinely timed and that fear that we have that things aren't working is really just our human self and our ego mind as a protective mechanism that's put into place yeah yeah you you brought up so much for me too because I think somebody like how we were talking about in the beginning just to bring this full circle is that like we like taught how to like feel our feelings right so like every time I have the harder emotions and like I get these intuitive hits like maybe I should dance maybe it's almost like I don't do it because I'm like yeah 
in the, and so I keep these emotions inside of me, but it's like, like you're saying, like these emotions are asking something of you. They're asking you yeah. to birth something through you as a creation. They're asking you to dance or get more in tune with your body. And I feel like that's a, I'm so happy that you brought that up because I feel like yeah. that's I'm personally like still learning to work through, you know, letting yeah. myself cry, letting myself feel angry. And I feel like so me much, too. Yeah. So yep. much of the time I'm like, I can't feel that, but it's like, I can, I've just been yeah. conditioned to believe I shouldn't. Oh yeah. And I feel like a big part of that is because, you know, as a society, a lot of us are operating at an imbalanced divine masculine where you can see it on a greater scale that there's this, you know, oppression of the divine feminine and it's coming to the surface and we're all embodying that and healing through that all of us are different walks of our soul's journey but you know if you're listening to this and you know for you here we're light workers and so we are tasked with experiencing that and going through that and then guiding other people through that mm-hmm. and you, you'll just know in your soul and I'm yeah I'm sure all of you listening and you as well just know this in your soul so it's harder but embracing that journey is powerful you know because the imbalanced divine masculine makes you feel like, yeah, that you have to suppress, push down, use your rational brain, that dominant energy. And yeah, that you have to work hard to receive what you want in life. Mm-hmm. Whereas the feminine is all about receiving and attracting. I like to think of the moon as a feminine energy and then goddesses. And it's truly just all about sitting in your divinity, your emotions and Really, your divine feminine is where your sexuality, your sensuality, your emotions, and your creativity all stem from. So, yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. This has definitely been something I've been working on, too, because you're so yeah. right. Like we, A lot of us operate out of this, and especially if you're your own boss and entrepreneur, like you are oh, yeah. out of that because it's the same capital capitalistic society type stuff. And I realize that doesn't work for me. And I know a lot of people in this space realize, like, oh, my God, that is not the mindset I want it feels so weird it feels icky that type of thing and so for me I've been like I realize I'll go like weeks just like pushing myself like do this do this do this and then I'm like that's not the way I want to you know that's not even sustainable it's like I've been having to use affirmations like the more I rest the more I earn like all of these things like letting my feminine come to surface because it can be but I mean that's our conditioning you know we've grown up in this conditioning that it's like it's hard to earn money and you have to work so hard. And I just, I'm so, and that's so hard to shed, but it is possible because I've definitely come a long way, but I, it's so hard. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a lifelong journey. And I think the beautiful thing to remember is that, you know, your overstole, your higher self chose to incarnate on earth for a reason, because as beings, we're all intrinsically multidimensional beings that exist, you know, across space and time. And I think I saw one of your stories talking about how you're exploring, you know, that your soul maybe came from the Plato's or you had a lifetime there. And I think that's so beautiful because, um, yeah, when I got a session done in the past, I was told that my soul had a lifetime on the Orion star system, Orion star system. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was so beautiful and interesting. And so to know that your soul chose to incarnate on earth for deep soul growth, because earth is a very dense planet and the energies are packed with soul lessons in a short period of time. Whereas on other planets, it's more, you know, it's longer, but you don't grow as much. You exist on that higher vibration or that higher frequency. Whereas in earth, you're coming to evolve to a new level of frequency to pack in that much more soul growth. 
Yeah, this is definitely, yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard about star seeds and all these things for so long and I've always resonated with it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to read more, you know, just to know more, just to have more knowledge. Yeah. Something I was yeah. curious about, but like the more I read about it, I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Like everything Most is definitely. so deeply true. Like you were just saying, like earth is just became very dense, a very low frequency. And it's like such a beautiful thought to think that we chose to come here to try to raise the, you know, vibration of the planet, raise the frequency. And with that, know that we're going to have to go through some really hard times ourselves, but only to come out lighter. And then like you were saying, like be a guide for other people to also become lighter and like higher vibe. And it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's so interesting. I don't know if you've ever read Bringers of the Dawn, but it is like, it's wonderful. (laughs) Wow. I've not read it, but I'll definitely check it out now. Oh, I think you'll love it. Especially because if you were like watching, have you seen Ancient Apocalypse? that Netflix series that just came out? No, I haven't yet. Oh my God, dude. I don't even know. I just think it's wild that I randomly had this call to like buy this book and then it comes, the series come out and they're so like intertwined. And it's like the guy who made it is not like researching Pleiadians. You know what I mean? It's not like he had like all of, but they both like come and they talk about a lot of similar things like how we are multi-dimensional human beings who have all this power but we have forgotten completely about that power that we possess but that's because we live in you know here where the government wants the power and they want us to you know live off of fear and anxiety and despondency yeah. because that's how you can control people right and oh like, yeah it's just it's just wild and I could talk about yeah. that forever because it's like me too so girl <laughs> yeah and I feel like that's why more and more of us are awakening to our purpose as light workers, being awakened across the planet. And I think that it's our responsibility to help raise Earth's frequency. And I think that, yeah, our planet is going through an ascension from the third dimension to higher dimensions. And so, yeah, it's it's intense when you fluctuate in and out of those energies as a light worker because you're tasked with helping, other, guiding other people. But I think the thing to keep in mind is that... Um, that as individual souls, like when we create a change within us, whether that's like meditating or raising our vibration or frequency, by setting those energetic boundaries, we create ripples for other people to follow because we are all interconnected on a greater level. So if you think of it, setting boundaries with someone that's taking your energy um, is a powerful thing. You're invoking self-compassion and you're allowing that person to realize their lesson and you're allowing yourself to sort of step into that higher frequency and to give yourself the chance to work on your self-worth to elevate and so yeah this is all a part of it it can be uncomfortable to do that but when you do that you help other people do that too we're more interconnected than you'll ever know and I'm sure you realize that yeah, yeah, no, it's it's like we, we were saying in the beginning, I think we are really all more connected on the non-physical reality than yeah. the physical, like our, the things we do, our intentions that we put out affects the energy of everybody on a non-physical level, because we are connected, you know, so I just think, like you said, it's just, it comes with, when you're a light worker, it comes with this like certain responsibility to like take care of your energy, because as you do, you're also helping everybody around you. Most definitely. Most definitely. And I think that that's important to remember when you feel down in yourself to know that, you know, you're also a part of this greater mission, this greater purpose. 
And so to remember that there's other people around you to uplift you as well, that you're not on this alone. Yeah, I feel like it's so easy to feel like you're alone in everything you feel and you think and what you're going through. But it's just like, there's so many people having their own deeply profound awakening journeys. And it's just, everybody's going through something hard, whether they're sharing it or not, you know, and I feel like that's something I always have to come back to when it's hard when you're going onto social media and you're just seeing highlight reel after highlight reel and people so happy, but you also have to realize that one, that's only like a small minute portion of their life. And two, everybody's going through something, you know, we are all here to learn lessons. And so it's just, you know, we're not alone. I think that's the point of it. Like if you feel alone, you feel like you don't have people to talk to, like find your communities because they are out there. I promise you. Definitely. Definitely. And a big part of that is reclaiming your individual divine sovereignty, which is really allowing yourself to step into your power. And I think as empaths, a lot of us subconsciously relinquish that power to other sources. So as you reclaim it, it's like setting those boundaries, speaking up for yourself, standing in your light, even if that makes other people uncomfortable. That's a huge part of the journey. <laughs> that's been so hard. It's, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, that hits because I feel like that's really hard for me. That's so hard for me to like actually stand in my light and like not feel like I'm stepping on anyone's toes or like caring about what people think. I feel like that's hard for a lot of us, you know, it's just that goes back to that same narrative of like, it's so hard to love yourself because of how we've labeled what self-love looks like. Everybody immediately goes to like, if she says one nice thing about herself, she's a narcissist, but it's like, I'm not a narcissist. It's just like something I'm honoring about myself. And I feel like that's such a tricky thing, especially as girls, especially as women. Just, oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. it's just like, and it, I yeah. don't think it should be that way, but it is. And I, I really yeah. deeply hope that that changes. I do too. I do too. And I think that we're, tasked with leading that change and if I think a big part of that is realizing that even if people are upset by the boundaries you set you standing in your light you have to realize that on a deeper level in the long run you're also showing other people and teaching other people how to do it for themselves even if they're jealous and so a big part of that is to not feel into the emotions that other people send your way by sort of setting those energetic boundaries and focusing your energy elsewhere but this is a really hard part of the journey that we constantly have to learn yeah it definitely is it definitely is so anyways I always wrap up the podcast with like three questions so if this chapter of your life had a title what would it be called hmm that is such a good question <laughs> I'm gonna say journey inwards because that's the title of my podcast yeah, yeah. and I, I think that. that yeah I think that's really what it's been for me this chapter going inwards and yeah opening my eyes at a deeper level to myself yeah yeah I think that's so beautiful I mean I I definitely think that's what you do but also when your journey inwards is also like illuminating outwards you know the work that yeah. you do inside of yourself is helping so many people and it's so apparent on your tiktok you know like you have people thank you so much you. yeah no i think it's i think you should honor yourself for what you've done in the community you've yeah done because you you definitely are helping like so many definitely. people i was one of them so <laughs> i still am i appreciate but, that yeah. i appreciate <laughs> that yeah i think it's so interesting with technology like you know not being able to see people face to face but that community is slowly being formed and the energy is you know catching up and so I think 
right now I'm actually in my second spiritual awakening. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I totally get it. It's like you're putting things out there, but you just like you don't know who's watching and you don't know <laughs> who it's affecting. So it's like when you actually have somebody like message you or something, it's like, whoa, I didn't even know yeah. people were like watching. Exactly. Most definitely. Uh, okay and then what do you think is the meaning of life <laughs> wow <laughs> that's such a big one <laughs> wow hmm I would say there's no true meaning to life aside from reclaiming our individual divine sovereignties and coming back to source because we are all a little piece of source consciousness experiencing life on starting from you know this dimension and working our way back up so really remembering and reconnecting to the energy of source yeah I think that's so beautiful I, I really do I yeah. think there's a lot of truth to that too like you know I mean when you really dive into what the meaning of life is like that is a dense question yeah some people it is like to be to exist or you know to evolve and I think there's so many ways you can look at it but I think it comes we all I think it's also you know even recognizing that we are divine too oh yeah you know yeah. like you said like we all we all ever that's that divine sovereignty yeah, yeah that each of us intrinsically is divine most definitely yeah most definitely we're all a piece of source yeah and then the last one is not so dense of a question. It's so simple. <laughs> it is, what is your sun, moon, and rising? Beautiful. So I'm a Leo sun, Cancer moon, and Capricorn rising. Oh, my God. That's like <laughs> the most beautiful combo. I feel like <laughs> Thank you, you. Oh, my God. I don't think I would have guessed Leo, but now that you say that, I'm like, oh, yeah. Shit, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, I God. think I can turn that on when I want to. <laughs> so <laughs> In a Cancer sun. Oh my cancer god. Moon. Oh, cancer moon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Because it's funny because I'm a cancer sun, so it's probably why I said that. <laughs> but yeah. Cancer moon is also wow. Yeah, cancer moons are intense because you know we're ruled by the moon. And so the moon travels into a different planet like every day or two. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're really aware of the intuitive shifts that go on. And some people may label us as moody, but no, it's a part of that divine feminine energy, our sensitivity and our connection to that which is so beautiful yeah and my boyfriend's also a capricorn rising so i'm just like oh wow i love it (laughs) (laughs) i love that and what is your moon sign my moon sign is a libra wow i love that that's beautiful that is so beautiful and i feel like unpacking that for ourselves is such a beautiful thing it really helps you realize so much about your journey and who you came here to be yeah oh my gosh yeah because before you know in astrology it was always about the sun sign so I was like a cancer sun and I like kind of resonated with it but when I found out that I was a Sagittarius rising I was like oh that makes so much more sense to me that I'm a Sagittarius yeah. rising so yeah I think astrology is so spot on and like I would, oh yeah I would just yeah let anyone know to just dive deep into it because you can learn Definitely. so much each of your planets, each of your houses, there's like a planet governing each of your houses. And one that I've really been tapping into recently is the 12th house of our subconscious mind, because that's where you can unpack a lot of beauty, where you see where a lot of your past life conditioning and yeah, that theme originated around. Yeah, I love astrology. I like dive 
deep into it and then I like take a break and then I dive deep and then I, yeah there's, you definitely need those so breaks and like so oh yeah oh yeah it's crazy but anyways thank you so much for coming on it was so nice to talk to you and I just really enjoyed this episode thank you so much I have to you know reflect that same intent back at you because I feel so honored for you to even you know call me onto this episode and to be able to speak to someone who's a part of the same soul collective it just reignites that flame and helps us connect with people who are on the same journey yeah no I I kind of like knew I'm like I feel like when when I saw your TikToks I'm like I feel so deeply connected to you that like yeah I just had to have you on because I'm like I need to meet her one and just like talk to her because <laughs> I, I feel so connected to you in so many ways definitely thank you so much for you know your energy and yeah I'm so honored to have connected with you yeah I'm honored thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did I'm telling you guys Anjana is worth the follow and if you do want to become a part of her community head to her tiktok which is at a-n-j-v-i-y-e-r or listen to her podcast called Journey Inwards. It's available on Spotify. And I also just wanted to remind you that if you feel inspired to leave a rate and review, I would be so honored and grateful. It takes two seconds and it just helps with visibility. And also, if you send me a screenshot of your rate and review, you will be entered to win a free Reiki healing session with me and a bag of my adaptogenic Reiki infused granola. So let me know your thoughts, you guys. I love when you direct message me like telling me what you enjoyed, what you took away, all of that good stuff. It literally means the world and it just makes me even more inspired to keep going. But anyways, with that, I will see you guys next time.